Welcome to Season 2 of the Tales from the Turnip Kingdom podcast. And no, that's not a weird name. We have a great episode today with a lot of laughs and a lot of fun. I'm your reader, Josh. Get comfy and get ready. It's time to begin today's episode. Let's have some fun. Good to be back, and I think this is the perfect time to crack open a can of season two. Ah, tastes refreshing. No, this is not sponsored by some random soda company. You're welcome. Man, it really has been a while since our last episode, so I promise to make this a good one. I gotta say, I'm very excited for this season. Our team has worked incredibly hard to write this last story. If you're new to the podcast, make sure to check out the website and listen to Season 1. And for all the people that are too lazy to do that, here's a recap of Season 1. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Seriously, listen to the last season if you don't want any spoilers. Here we go. Jose, our main character, has had a very vivid day of school and thus believes he drank rotten milk. The day includes Miss Frizzle, Dodgeball Civil War, and Four Quintillion, 52 Quadrillion, 555 Trillion... 153,018,976,000 cheese balls. Jose went over to Archie's house, his best friend, and they were magically teleported to the land of the Turnip Kingdom. Jose and Archie met Fan, who aided them in the battle against the Turnip Dragon. Jose Jose woke up from his kinda dream, and he went back to school. He played human curling, then got involved in a giant baking soda volcano explosion. After that, he had a literal paint war and got exploded on by a bathtub. He also broke off a sheet of Arctic ice. After that, Jose and Archie hung out again, and they were once teleported to the Turnip Kingdom. Archie also slapped Jose across the face. Nothing unusual. Perfectly normal stuff like orange juice Miss Frizzle, which also happened. Thane reunites with Jahiri, a buddy of his, and the group buys a rutabaga from a random old lady. The king sends them on a quest. They successfully complete the first part of the quest and meet another old lady. Old ladies galore. They then fight a rutabaga dragon much scarier and bigger than a turnip dragon, by the way, and win thanks to the magical power of exploding cats. They report back to the king, and everything then fades to black. Yes, the first season is great, and I would highly recommend listening to it. It's awesome, and if you don't like it, well, you're done. So yes, those are all on Spotify, Apple, Google, Podbean, Backtracks, Listen Notes, Altail, mostly everything you could think of. Alright, now time to get to the actual part of the story. Ugh, my head. Why could I hear but not see? Did the king really have to knock us unconscious? The king, that's right. The last thing I remember was... I have no idea. I opened my eyes drowsily. Finally, I could see something. After a few seconds, my eyes focused, and I could see that I, along with Jahiri and Fan, were all stuck in a jail cell. The cell was about the size of a small bedroom and had cobblestone floors, brick walls, and bars along the front wall like we were in an exhibit at a zoo. Now, why were we in a jail cell? Hey, guys, Jose's waking up, Fan said. He and Jahiri walked over to me. I was on the ground, sprawled out like I was trying to make a very unsuccessful snow angel. Hi, I said to them. He's alive, Fan said cheerfully. Where's Archie? I asked. Um, they both said sheepishly. What do you mean, um, I asked questioningly. Let me see. I got up and pushed them both aside and walked about five feet before I noticed Archie. He was on the other side of the room, also making a snow angel pose, but he was face down on the stone. I was surprised he hadn't suffocated with his face that close to the floor. He's still unconscious, Jerry said. And delirious. 
Finn said like he was announcing the price of something on a TV infomercial. Watch this, Finn said cheerfully. He walked over to Archie and squatted down close to his ear and said, You were in a field of cotton candy. We waited a few seconds and then heard Archie very quietly, Nom, 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 cotton candy. I started to laugh very loud. I had to cover my mouth so I didn't wake Archie. Now watch this, Jahiri said triumphantly. She walked over to Archie, knelt down, whispered something that I couldn't quite make out, then walked back over to us. Just like before, it only took a few seconds until he started to scream. Now why was he screaming? Try to listen closer than heard. Stop eating my field of cotton candy! Get away from me, you little demons! Why are you looking at me? Wait, what are you doing? No, 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 no. Ah! Retreat! He was slapping the ground, bending his knees in one wild motion that made him look crazy. Jahiri, what did you tell him? Finn asked. I may, or may not have told him that goblins invaded his cotton candy field. Jahiri said, with a voice that showed no concern. Me and Finn covered our mouths so we didn't laugh, but it didn't work. <laughs> that was enough to wake up Archie. He finally rolled over, sat up, and said, I just had the worst dream. I dreamt that I had a field full of cotton candy, but then I was invaded by these, like, super weird goblins. I started to eat the cotton candy and started chasing me. It was the weirdest dream I've ever had. You could tell Jahiri was trying not to laugh, but she chuckled a little bit. Archie's face went from a look of confusion to one that was a mix of sadness, anger, and realization. You did that, didn't you, Jahiri? I know you did. Wow, Archie, I cannot believe you'd accuse me of such things, she said in a snobby accent. It was her, right, guys? He said, well, facing us. Yep, 100 absolutely, he said. We started a plan how we were going to get out, so I peeked out of the bars on the front of our cell to get a good look around the dungeon. To the right of our cell, there were some stairs, along with 14 or 15 more cells. On the left, there were about four or five more cells. The cells were along the hallway in a straight line in both directions. We kept scheming, but then by some miracle, we heard somebody walk down the stone steps into the dungeon. Woohoo! Archie said, pumping his fists into the air. I went to the front of the jail cell to get a good look at the person who was about to break us out, but I could barely see them. They were at the first jail cell to the right. After a little while, they made their way toward our section of cells. I tried again to get a better look, but still couldn't. Soon, this mysterious person was only one cell away, and I could finally see them. They had a black robe with black boots and a black mask. Who wears all black? I thought to myself. Then I realized, I guess they are committing a crime. Whoever this person was, they had a group of people with them, which I assumed were people they had broken out of their cells just now. When they were done with the cell to the right of us, they started to walk towards ours. Freedom! I can't handle another millisecond more with fans close to me. Did you hear he said while they walked closer? Ow, Fan said, saddened. And then, right as they came to our cell, instead of stopping, they just kept walking. They didn't even look at us. Just walked right past us. Um, excuse me? I said to them. Yes, what do you want? They said, stopping to turn and look at us. Aren't you going to break us out? No, I don't really know you people. But you know everyone else here? Uh, about 15%, give or take. I heard Archie behind me say, Oh, come on! So you're not going to break us out? I asked. No, thanks, Jerry said sarcastically. You're most welcome, they said in a cheerful voice while walking to the next cell. I guess we're on our own now, said Fan. Well, that, thank you for listening to the first episode of season two. Many more to come. I hope you liked it. Next week, we'll see how well they do in this dungeon. Also, will they even get out? You don't know. 
They'll also take a journey back to the castle. And remember, there's a new episode on June 10th and one every other week. Next week is going to be very fun, and I am so glad you all took the time out of your, I'm assuming, very cool and busy days to listen to the podcast. All right, it is time for the credits. Today's episode and every single episode would not be possible without these people. I'd like to thank them for their support and determination to help me. These people are my friend Bethany for being my character designer, creator, and making sure our cast is themselves, my dad for editing my story and taking time to help and support me, my sister for creating the amazing art you see on every episode and sticker. Speaking of, if you want a sticker or a t-shirt, I must add, because we now sell t-shirts. I have done quite a bit of advertising. You may, Some of you may already know about this, some of you may not, but we do now sell t-shirts. They are awesome. So many people have already bought them, and they haven't arrived just yet, but I know they are going to love them. And if you want to get a t-shirt or a sticker, they are always on turnipkingdom.com. Turnipkingdom.com, and turnip is spelled T-U-R-N-I-P. Don't turn up. Turn it. My helpful teacher, Miss Meshover, for helping turn my story into a podcast and encouraging me. Cameron who is always willing to check out the latest installment in my adventure maker podcast and give me suggestions and encouraging me, Corinne Matthew for designing our opening theme, and my mom for financial support. Also, Wendy for being Wendy for always supporting the podcast, Liam for being a great friend, Grant for being one of the first donators in supporting our show, Raya for making me laugh uncontrollably, Chris for helping me manage my podcast, Mr. Snow for helping me with any tech issues, the MacArthur family for listening and loving, and Brianna for being an awesome, cool person. Thanks to these people for donating more than $15. Oh, and thanks to you for listening to today's episode.